0: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I'm just never going to have chill. That's just not who I am. Well, first of all, welcome to the pod, episode three. This is your girl, Simone. And your girl, Emily. Um, And before we get started, Emily, I just have a question. Um, What made you cry this week? <laughs> That's a great fucking question okay so um new york boo i have his hbo go password so i've only seen one and i thought oh my god when i first started this show i was like obviously i'm hooked to give me every season like this is the best show that's ever been created it's making my serotonin levels peak like it brought so much joy and then i never watched another episode again oh was that the one the starstruck or something Oh no! I loved Starstruck. Oh. though. Um, this one is we are no not we are who we are. That's another one on there. I've really been taking advantage of the uh, shout out to JFK. Um, this one was a story of drag queens who like go to a small town and like oh, people, other people who like. There was a man who's like big in the in the society. Wow, who's <laughs> um like I don't know. On a bunch of councils in the town and stuff, this older black man who's straight and totally doesn't have any gay in him. And he was like, Oh, yeah, I'll be a drag queen because I want to like break down barriers. And if I can't Ooh. walk in your shoes, then how do I expect you to walk in mine? Damn. So it's like totally but straight. do you expect to walk in yours? His. I don't know, but it was very sweet. Okay. It was very sweet. Cool. Um, and then there was a woman who, um, she a white woman she like her kid came out to her as being bi and she was like obviously the devil's like gonna take you to hell and Is so this a document uh, it's like a reality tv show mm, and so the daughter yeah. ended up leave, living with her dad and the the mom like lost her mind and she decides that she wants to go she wants to be a part of the drag race to like show yeah to show her daughter that like she cares about gay rights now what yeah so they dress her up as a drag queen and she also like participates in like hugs from moms which is like this organization who like they give out hugs Mm -hmm. to gay people who lost their moms because they came out whoa and that was like as a way to like apologize to her daughter whoa and then the other one was this cutie who worked at Sephora or something, and he was gay, 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 mm-hmm. and he lived there, and, like, he experienced so much trauma from homophobia, mm-hmm. and he loves, like, drag and work, works at Sephora, so he loves wearing makeup, and they, like, put him in drag, mm-hmm. and then they do, like, a drag show. and but At Sephora? The, no. Oh. But the, commu- like, the small-town community comes out, like... I I ended up just bawling my eyes out and I can't remember which parts, but you better believe they weren't at parts normal people would cry at. (laughs) It's like bawling at like probably one of like the drag dances. And um You love the like climactic moments where it's not like they're talking about their feelings, but it's like they're dancing. The yeah, the proof is in the dance and the move the body movement. Hey, when the blade hits the ice so, yeah, that was highly emotional and also highly recommended. Um, I got choked up today at another TV show, and it was so stupid. Um, and then I cried a lot yesterday because I heard a share in a 12-step program of this girl who lost her best friend in program. And she was, like, just learning how to, like, have a safe and intimate relationship with a friend and the friend died and it's like her best friend in program Aww. and that only happened a month ago and she was just <sighs> saying how like she's using the 12 steps to like get her through this instead of like falling back on the addiction that mm-hmm. she dealt with Damn. and that just made me all and think of all my friends and I like shared after and stuff It was just like I'm so, I'm so it was like yeah. so choked up and moved. Um, yeah, so two from TV shows and another mm-hmm. one from real life. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> um, for me, it was one from TV. What TV? Two from family. Probably more than two. I was rewatching Insecure today. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry, but I got choked up. Okay. Just rewatching the moment that Lauren fi- Lawrence finds out that Issa cheated. Oh my God. It's just crazy to go back and watch it, like knowing what's gonna happen and just be like, Issa, no, no, girl, why are you having the conversation right there where you know Lawrence can see you in the window? Like just all of these steps. And then when he finds out and he's just like so shocked, like even though he asked, he was still like, wait, what, for real? Oh God, and then she's like begging him to stay. And we all know that all of this leads to, of course, the possibility of them getting back together. But then Lawrence having a damn baby. And you just... It's like knowing all of that and then re-watching it. It's just like, oh my god, I can't even accept. Yeah, and just knowing that Isla has to go through four whole seasons, seasons. without him. Which is just... And then with him again, but he has a baby. And still, will they, won't they? It's just the saga continues. And you just see how like how much he did like how much he was trying and like also side note he got way too fine way quickly Mm -hmm. way too quickly like he went from like the whole thing no fade the whole beard to like job interview fade fine as fuck like clean cut in like half of an episode Mm. i hadn't realized that before but aside from that I met my two baby nephews this week, and with that came a lot of family work, and um, so that the family work definitely brought some tears. But I think the biggest uh, sob I had this week was driving back from Humboldt and just letting it sink in fully when I wasn't with them anymore and just yeah, like fully at first, like, so I was driving and I was listening to a podcast, like a comedy, comedy, bang, bang. Shout outs to comedy, bang, bang. I know you're listening. Holler. Let's do a collab (laughs) with your least expected target, your least expected audience. Um, and then I just was like driving, I'm like, I can't. I, and then I just like felt like I needed to feel emotional or like I needed some space, so I put on um, Cleo Soul. And just the drive was so beautiful too. Like the trees, I was driving on 101 and the trees were all these beautiful fall colors and I just fucking lost it. I fucking lost it. I just felt all of these feelings. And sometimes I get, like, scared of how much, like, I, when I can feel it coming on, I would, like, get scared. So I was feeling scared of crying, <laughs> of, like, feeling. But I let it happen. And then when Cleo Soul Sunshine came on, I just couldn't. I still can't listen to the song. I haven't been able to listen to it just because it just, like, took me out. And then, like, I was literally out loud, like, it's just so beautiful. (laughs) It's like looking at the trees. It was too much, man. It was too much. Oof. So that was my my good cry this week. Also had therapy, which brought more tears. And I've kind of like more days than not had a little lump in my throat just because it's been a pretty heavy week emotionally. Um, Just working on some boundary things. And that work ain't easy, but it sure is necessary. And it is very emotional. What do you think the aspects of it, of boundaries, what part is making you emotional? What do you think it is? Um. Well, so it's really with my mom. And I think the part that's hard is that we are in a weird place right now. Um, that feels different from a fight, cause it's just, we're a little we're a bit distanced currently. And that that feels hard. Like I feel sad for her, I feel sad. Yeah, I don't know, a lot of it is around like, I mean, it's funny because the boundary is like, I always jump to like feeling like I need to protect her and take care of her. And I'm, I'm setting boundaries around that so that that's not, so I can shift that in my head and my heart but then like the sadness that comes out is wanting to protect her while I'm setting these boundaries around it Yeah. so So, yeah and we live together folks so not a lot of space from the um yeah the feelings yeah yeah well when I pushed record it was because I was thinking about like With casual relationships, if you're sleeping with them, some people are, like, really good at just, like, just being chill about it, I guess. And just, like, yeah, whatever happens, happens, or whatever. Don't understand those people. I don't know those people. I don't know her. I don't know those people. Mm -hmm. I don't... Or I do. I guess there's some men that I know that say that, but I don't get it. And I was just thinking about like, oh yeah, I guess like casual relationships need hella boundaries. Mm. It's kind of the opposite of just like, oh yeah, it's just chill or whatever. It's like, well, it can be just chill if you have set up appropriate boundaries in every way you can think of. And if you're constantly checking in with those after you see that person and if you know how to maintain them. Mm -hmm. And boundaries are just such a brand new thing for me. Mm -hmm. And like and you too in certain aspects and yeah like I didn't really have I didn't know I was allowed to protect my body and I didn't know I was like allowed to stand up for my body and I also didn't know I was allowed to like stand up for my voice and that like my intuition could be real and all this shit that's all new within like the last six years which is a sounds maybe like a long time but how old are you by the way a 36 and five, <sighs> okay. Five, okay okay grown woman um and yeah I'm, I'm just now learning how to maybe how to set boundaries but it's so hard for me and I really don't understand them until later too like I and I've felt like I have a sense of guilt when I put up a boundary. Like, I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. giving more. Yeah. Yeah. And even with, like, JFK here and stuff, like, there were certain times that I could have just easily put up a boundary and just been like, oh, yeah, tonight I just need to, like, be with myself. And just, like, let him do whatever he wanted to do. But instead, it was, like, this codependent thing that Mm -hmm. comes out. It's like, I don't even want this anymore. Mm -hmm. And ever it who am I to assume that like you're not going to be okay if I put up a boundary for myself which is purely like sometimes a boundary sounds dramatic or something Mm -hmm. when I use that term but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's as easy as like oh I think I'm just gonna stay home and take a bath right know, and And then as easy as the other person say okay exactly (laughs) and I think because being in a really abusive relationship a few years ago when I see k as Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. as a response I'm like great he fucking mm-hmm. hates me but mm-hmm. not even that worse like great so now he's gonna manipulate me so mm-hmm. that if i want to hang out tomorrow he's gonna act like he's busy and then i won't be, and uh, i'll be punished for damn. it so like a simple k mm-hmm. like i would love to just take that as a k right but i read into it like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be punished mm-hmm. basically in in a way that Later, I'll have to feel the pain of like some kind of rejection, mm-hmm. but it's like there are plenty of people who hear that and literally are just like K. Well, it's so funny because you text me K all the time. Yeah, you're so you, when you and so it's interesting that yeah you feel com- you feel good about just texting K, and yet when it's the opposite, yeah, which is weird because usually I'm like overthinking my responses mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. but I think Same. I don't do it. I don't do it as much with friends, though, because I'm not worried worried about coming across the wrong way, or then... Yeah, or you punishing me later, right? or, yeah, and sometimes after texting for a while, I'm just like, ugh, and I can't, and I'm just like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, well, like, with you, or with other friends, just like, oh, well, they know me, they know that, blah, 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 but, yeah, some people, and Tiffany has said that about me, too, like, sometimes you're really short on text. (laughs) like, yeah, um... But it's quite the opposite mm-hmm. with a man, mm-hmm. and then I'll try to like, per- mm-hmm. I'll try to over like protect them if I think mm-hmm. that my boundary was like too much, or mm-hmm. I'll read yeah. into the K. Yeah. And then later I'll be like, oh, how are you doing? They're yeah. Like checking mm-hmm. in on them, and it's like they don't need that. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of people prefer just <laughs> <Yeah>. have <half> the <laughs> K. K, and then the rest of the night they plan what they're going to do for themselves. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm like I don't even know anymore what I well, I think I've said this since episode one, I don't know what I want right now in the mm-hmm. way of like relationships with men. But uh I think I don't know, I think that there's a much larger part of me that does want something that like will build into something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that has like that can withstand stuff and that mm-hmm. has like a lot of purpose and meaning mm-hmm. and like being 36 every time I am casual with somebody I'm like oh this might be my last time mm-hmm. so I want to like ring it in and like love that it's casual Mm-mm. but then there's this other part of it that just feels so not fulfilling like out of, out of uh, whack with the other parts of your life because yeah. there's so much intention in other aspects of your life. Yeah. And I think my intention has been deep lately around, like, I want to see what it's like to casually date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it's just like, well, if I care about you, then I care about you. And then I don't, then I feel like I want to build. And if I don't and care about natural. you, why? Like, and if I don't care about you, I'd rather never see you. Okay. Again. <laughs> I want to forget that you exist. If I don't care about you, we're not having sex again. Yeah. Like, right. because I only have that kind of sex if I'm like in a foreign country. Right. And, and then, I'm literally never going to see you again. Yeah. Except I do start to play at our wedding and figure out how to sure. get all your family visas to come <laughs> to our wedding. Or am I having a destination <laughs> wedding? Do I just settle in here and just get all my <laughs> things sent here? I don't. Either or. Se si habla español? <laughs> Um, well I wonder if you can I like, what, I like the, what you're saying about like yeah right because there are people that yeah like I'm all about having something that isn't maybe like we're building a relationship together like that's the direction but it can it, can, it, can, it doesn't have to be that but it can still be we're having conversations about things we're communicating about things we're respecting each other's requests we're checking in about how we're doing and all of that stuff without it having to be like towards blank 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 mm. so for you yeah i mean you just said you don't know what you want but i wonder if both can exist if like you can keep doing the casual thing and find chill if you find ways to like have structure within within that with someone that you're casually quote-unquote Oh. Forget it back. Take it away, Simone. <laughs> My famous quote of the quote unquote. No Emily, but uh quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I don't I don't know because then it's just like then if I start liking you, I'm just gonna want to be with you. I think I'm a natural monogamist mm-hmm. and I think that as much as I'm scared of a real relationship and stuff I'm like maybe that is what I want because there's something in casually dating where I just I don't know is it called low self-esteem I don't know (laughs) what it is but I'm just like I don't really know I still don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. and I keep trying my best and that's good because I do want to know what people are like and So I can kind of compare with other people and stuff like that. Um, But yeah. And then I'm like, because of my past habits, I don't think I've like reflected too much on who I've chosen to really, really like. Mm. And like this time around, like I want to have agency in that of like, oh, I really like this person because X, Y, and Z. Like Mm -hmm. because of this connection between us because of how he does this because of how I feel when he blah 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 or when we communicate or this and that um I forgot what I was saying oh I think that if I were to go much slower physically with people which I have started doing and I thought I was gonna do a good job with JFK but that was hard because we only had eight days total so I was like I gotta somehow I gotta take it slow but I gotta get it home you You know know what I mean somehow (laughs) I gotta play it safe but uh home run you know so that was kind of difficult because I didn't want to regret not doing something with him when he left so I had to do it all, folks. Yeah, I am thing, saving like, my butthole for marriage, though. But okay. that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, so so at least one of us. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm not <laughs> into anal. I'm just okay. wanting to say that. I've okay. tried it, but okay. it's not my thing. She's been there But twice. I haven't saved it for marriage. Okay. So it does. The butthole is, has been taken. It has been taken a couple times. <laughs> so that doesn't leave one of us, is, was my point. And, Maybe we'll just edit this whole part out. <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh, I was gonna say it's also hard because, like, yeah, when you have eight days, it's like, well, maybe I can wait till the seventh day. But no, you want to like, yeah. Then I was like, well, if we have rhythm, good stuff, yeah, right, right. I'm like, well, if we're good together in the bedroom, the boudoir, <laughs> then, then I'm gonna want it a few more nights. But and also, either plan but so either properly. way, if you are, if the first night is awkward because you're getting your rhythm which that happens sometimes yeah you need a couple more days you need like at least another time and at least another sesh totally to find your rhythm and if if you had sex the seventh day well yeah i would have been a wreck the following day when he flew off a <laughs> oh pool. my god That's nice had a horrible time <laughs> nice awkward one time <laughs> So, and uh, nothing was horrible about any of those situations. I had a really, really, really good sex. Welcome to my 30s. Um, And also, thank you, JFK. Um, But, oh yeah, I think that perhaps taking it slower, I know there's reasons why I haven't taken it slow in the past physically, and that is because I didn't have agency over my body, and I was really, it was less intimate and less scary for me to just jump to sex right to sex than to have somebody take it slow with me and get to know my body Mm -hmm. that was way scarier for Mm -hmm. me and being looked at is my worst fear in the world because Mm -hmm. of a trauma so yeah but it's interesting to think if I take my time and don't like close my eyes and rush sex because I don't want this other person to see me because it scared me that actually i'm probably a pretty picky person mm. and mm. i don't think i've acted accordingly in mm-hmm. the past because i've rushed to sex and then after i've let you in my body i'm i care Look, for you yeah on a whole another level yeah. i'm your mother Damn. and i'm your lover Damn. so yeah and i think in the way past before i had this habit of I don't know. I just I think I might be pickier than I realize. Mm. And I think the pickiness also scares me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh let's just rush it so that at least I can like yeah. you. <laughs> this is the formula. Let's just go with this. This is the one I know and this is the one I can stand by. So yeah. Hmm. I'm the same actually. I've thought about that about myself. Like, yeah, when I look back at my track record, I'm like, you know, I did I have Sure, there are qualities in each of the people I've dated that I can stand by and say, yeah, I fuck with that. And I do feel like, yeah, I could be so much pickier. Mm-hmm. But I think that because it's. I think that, like, because I have not had a model of, like, consistent, solid. Manhood in my life, or like man, male energy, other than like my best friend who's a man. I just assume, like, oh, well, if you're like consistent with me, then that's good, that's enough. Then that's good enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great, oh wow, there's a consistent man out there. I better hold on tight to this one. He texts me at least a couple times a week. <laughs> what is this, Prince Charming? <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. And, and yeah, I would love to be more... Yeah, I'd love to be pickier. I'd love to start being pickier. And remember... Because sometimes I feel like when I'm not looking at myself, which sounds fucked up and like conceited, but also this is like I used to be chubby and have acne and was awkward. I'm still awkward. You were bullied. I was also bullied. I was bullied too. Yeah, sometimes I just like forget how beautiful I am. And like physically, I know that I'm I always know that I'm beautiful in in within. But I think the two together it's hard to remember. Mm. And like when I look at myself I also see like not just my face. Like I see me my who I am. But like I forget that a lot of the time. So when I'm like operating in the, in the world, I forget that like I can have any fucking man that I want. Mm. You too. I mean it's true it's not all what I think but yeah sure I love my personality you guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) the rest of it is questionable but I'm working on it that's usually what we say about other people they have a great personality (laughs) so do you like them well their personality they're very nice (laughs) they're very interesting (laughs) But anyways, all I'm saying is I would like to operate more regularly from this place of, like, I'm fine as fuck everywhere and I need, I can be picky because I forget mm. a lot of the time when I'm not, like, really tuned in with myself. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. I i think for me it doesn't really have to do with like oh you're great so you can be picky mine's more like oh like maybe you perhaps you don't have a curse on you Mm -hmm. and perhaps there's like a lot more options and perhaps even though this whole time you've been dating in your dating life so like 18 and up perhaps like I guess the story I've always told myself is that I'm really, really bad at this. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like every, every time something doesn't work out, I go back to how I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, it, it wasn't, the universe didn't want it or, or this is dating. Yeah. Know? Or I didn't really like them yeah. or whatever it is. It's always, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Like I take God's decisions personally. Like, mm-hmm. if two people aren't supposed to be together, like, me and, let's say, an example of the deer hunter. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about deer hunter yet. Right, right. <laughs> I, dated, I dated a deer hunter a, a while literal. ago. Um, adore his soul, but... I was wondering what you were going to call him. I knew he was coming up. Yeah, he had, he had yeah. to. But if I'm dating somebody... And then we stop talking or it, like, fizzles out. I I take all of that and take it as a personal hit on me. And that here's all the reasons that stuff is wrong with me. And that's why it didn't work out. As opposed to, like, oh, like, God has such a different plan for me. Like, that trust is not there in this section of my life. And I've noticed in many sections of my life I'm finally starting to understand what my PMS is like and I'm Mm. noticing now that like my PMS is irrational phobia about every single aspect of my life and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I just think that I'm going nowhere and I'm Mm. and then like three days later later I'm like soaring and doing fine. (laughs) Like obviously I have tremendous purpose. (laughs) But I never have I felt that way in this area of my life. But I think that that's Sorry. called... Never have I felt good about my dating area life. Even when I was young. Like from fourth grade on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hashtag daddy issues. Have you had moments of it though? Because I remember over the summer, you were... I think right actually right before you started fucking with Deer Hunter. You were having a moment. Wow, I shined. You... Shown? shown? I shined shown? and I shined. <laughs> she shone was, was shined. I was in. It was crazy. But, okay, so sometimes when you're getting that shown on, you, for, for me, I got high. Yeah, mm-hmm. then I started getting high off of it, and then I had to come down off of getting high off of that, Hard. and that was not fun. <laughs> Mind you, I was fucking around with a deer hunter who also drove me to my insanity as well so it was kind of a two-part yeah. process he was like dragging you down yeah it wasn't just like oh time to come down it was it, a drag who no. no yeah he yeah he He deer hunted he cut me down yeah he bow and arrow bow and arrow very solid aim truly good lord just right out this guy yeah. god damn <laughs> So the ride was cool for a second, uh-huh. but then when I had a major fall, it didn't make me reflect later and be like, you know what? I did a good job. Like, oh, I'm fine in this area. But who does? I don't know. I think it'll a lot of people. A lot of people can have a situation like that. Oh, like, like dating a deer hunter? Like dating a deer hunter or maybe something a little more. Okay, like it's one thing if it's like. I just feel like it's rare for someone to just be like mm, god got me and then just like go on with their lives but some people actually i think a lot of people can casually date and then when things kind of fizzle out they don't take it mm, hella personal they're not like oh this must mean they don't they're not attracted to me in all. i've seen people literally just be like yeah like it doesn't mean that it means that the timing didn't work out or mm. people are like, oh yeah, it's always timing or, oh yeah, like they... It's not always timing. I'm a horrible person. I'm hideous. <laughs> Maybe it's always timing for everyone else except me. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, like, um, you know, well, they, they fell in love with their ex, you know? So no, no big thing. I cannot believe that. What? Yes. People have literally said this to you. I don't think they've used those words exactly, but I've seen this in play, yes, and people not taking that personal because they're just casually dating. Whoa. I think people are just built different man. Yeah, I wish I could have even a little bit of that building in me. I don't know I've seen I've seen times where you have though like even you and TT hmm like you've been able to like maintain a friendship. Kind of thing with him after being attracted to him and liking him, but we didn't have sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So casually dating for you, I mean, yeah, the sex thing—that's next level. Yeah, Um, that's something I have to be very, very careful with, and now more than ever because of some other drama that went down mm -mm. from my vagina. Which one day might be discussed, but for now, the shame is <laughs> too, too real. Too the <laughs> shame is too real. Um, but it should be discussed. This topic should be yes. discussed. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing that I wanted to talk about was I actually have a very false identification of what it should look like when somebody likes you. Like, I have a false sense of what it's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. like a healthy person who likes you well they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want but taking like days off from contacting you is actually normal Mm -hmm. and can be totally fine Mm -hmm. whereas i'm so used to dating narcissists and i know that word is thrown around like crazy these days but true (laughs) some of them have truly been narcissists and others have just been I guess fuck boys, you would call them, but if somebody doesn't want to impregnate me within like the second time I'm around them, <laughs> or they're not like ready to like, I don't, I don't know. Impregnate is an exaggeration, but if I'm not seeing that fast mm-hmm. love coming at me, then I also even take that personally. When in fact, like that's actually a sign of a healthier person and if then, they're not doing But then doing the that. times that you do get that. You're also like, ugh, calm down. Kind of. You said that like the last with... Oh, God. You <laughs> can edit it out. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Um, oh, yeah, the yeah, first like few days. Yeah, like clingy. And same with Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah. With Deer Hunter, he wanted to impregnate me quickly. And actually, I found out that's a huge sign of being a narcissist. And he wanted he wanted me to be the mother of his children. And oh, like to literally, me, so now it's not an exaggeration. Yeah, it's actually literally oh, a shit. sign of being a narcissist. I mean, he literally wanted to impregnate you. Yes, he literally oh. wanted to impregnate me, and Which he is would a like sign of daydream about it. Yes. Oh shit. And he would talk about it, and he. And to me, I was like, oh, finally, like somebody really likes me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's not an indication of somebody really liking you. That's somebody I don't even know. I'm not a psych major. I don't know. But all I know is, nope, that's actually not a sign mm-hmm. of being loved enough. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, I've am i been so thirsty, literally, um, and hungry for like a deep sense of love and connection that I didn't have when I was little. And that I needed for a really long time. So then when I get false, exaggerated hits of it, I'll be like, oh, okay, finally. Like Mm -hmm. somebody loves me. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, man, that's not what that is. So it's weird too for me to, I'm having to like retrain what healthy Mm -hmm. stuff might look like. Mm -hmm. And with each person, it's going to look differently. It's not going to be like, oh, well, if he doesn't text for five days, then that means he's healthy. (laughs) Like there's no like (laughs) equation for it. But I just feel like I am all sorts of fucked up inside, in my head, in my heart, and it's crazy because I want to stop beating myself up for it because I'm like, I'm actually like a very good person and like very caring, a caretaker, yep. funny, very smart all of these great qualities. I would I would actually make a great partner. And I've heard this from oh, numerous yeah. people. Including my therapist. Who personally was just like. Emily whoever ends up with you. Is so lucky. And I'm yeah. like okay right. Right. But I tell myself this story. Every single day. That I'm doing something wrong. To a point where if someone doesn't respond. In a way that I would want them to. Instead of just not even analyzing it I'm up analyzing it and it's always around what I did wrong oh I must have been too much oh I must have not said enough oh and it's just the back and forth of that when it's like no just be you that's it that's all you gotta do just be you but there's something in this area of my life where I'm just like I'm so broken it's just like a constant Mm. broken record in my head Mm. that no matter what what turns out i must it's be doing you. wrong it's your fault yeah hmm. do you feel this in like because i know sometimes both of us struggle with like our direction and like like you just said <laughs> this week you've been feeling like well i'm gonna fail at everything i try and da, 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 da. like does that feel like the same kind of voice well yeah like does that feel similar Um, a little bit, but the ones around like my purpose and my job, I'm an acupuncturist and I work like specifically with trauma and I know that that's my gift and I know that that's my purpose and I know that actually I do a really good job at it and I know that I'm like deeply talented at it. But then once or twice a month, I'm like, you're never going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't do shit. You're, I mean, Mm -hmm. I am disabled, but like you have like a problem and you're going to be poor forever and Mm -hmm. you're never going to get out of this because you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. And also this, I I wrote down a list of words. um, I don't know how to describe it without using program. But I've noticed that one of my barriers to connection, like we talked about last podcast, is self pity. So like when something mm. isn't going wrong, it's always like self pity instead of like. It could be, a, I mean, a million other things, but it's like this "woe is me" feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it never works for it never works right for me. For me. but no so the answer is sometimes Mm -hmm. but it is come back actually hormonal yeah yeah whereas the the relationship part i'm like no bitch i'm doomed so i was reflecting on this this week like because i'm currently unemployed i think we probably talked about that um and i'm like and i'm looking for work and i'm feeling like very good about how shit is moving like shit is moving Mm -hmm. i have people that are like actively trying to get me jobs at solid companies Mm -hmm. and it just feels so aligned like it feels so much like this is because of my spirituality like it's because of who i am it's because of the action that i take the work that i do the person that i am but so much of that is because of my spirituality and Like, there's no question. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, like, she's not moving fast enough. Or like, yeah, I do have, of course, times where I'm like, I'm horrible at this. But it's so easy for me to come back to trust and knowing like, okay, no, things are moving. It's written in this. Like You can see it all around you. It's clear. You can feel it. It's moving. And I was thinking about, and even like this week, I haven't applied to any jobs. Um, I've just been working on a freelance project I started, and like just doing things that are in front of me, as opposed to like trying to grasp for things that aren't. Mm, good for you. And that feels so good. Mm-hmm. And it feels like okay, yeah, this is in line with my my practice, my spiritual practice, just to like move in the way that feels right versus trying to make shit happen. But when it comes to dating, that shit is so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to have that same kind of mentality around move with what's in front of you. Don't grasp for shit that's out mm. of reach. If that's not for you. Yeah. And so I asked you that question because, yeah, kind of similarly, I might have these moments of like, fuck, what am I doing? Is this ever gonna work? Am I gonna be poor forever? Am i gonna live with my mom forever. But then I can look at the bigger picture and be like, no, <laughs> I'm not. There's no way I can fail. I'm not, like, there's no way. I have too much protection and, move, like, things are just moving. Like, this is so clearly my direction. But when it comes to dating, it's so hard to apply that same principle. Even though, how could spirituality work in one area and not in the other? Totally. They're not compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. They're the same. It's all expanding at the same time. Yeah. Especially because we're doing so much work in every in every aspect of our lives. Yeah. Constantly. And so yeah, I was realizing this yesterday because I was texting. (laughs) I wasn't gonna I was maybe not gonna tell you this, but (laughs) I don't care. Please don't judge me too hard. It's not gonna be me who judges. Really. <laughs> this <is only> God. <laughs> Anyways. So you know who I was texting. We don't need to say it. Um, uh, do we? Arlington. Okay. okay. You do. Yeah. You just made me say I didn't it. know what the audience knew. Okay. We might have to Okay, I'm just thinking like his his nickname is very close. Well, no, it's not. We don't need to go into details about that. Anyways, yeah, we were texting. I forget—is that his real name? No. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I don't think you know his no, real I name. Don't. I'm literally the only person of my friends of my life that know this. Actually, the real Arlington. Right. Right. Anyways, um, we were texting, and whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tripping. I, I'm uh-huh. chill. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but was just re- thinking about that. Okay, so this is, this is what happened. So we were texting yesterday, and we were, it was great. And then he, like, um, yeah, emphasized a message uh-huh. instead of... Oh, and side note, I didn't realize he was still blocked on my phone. Because, uh-huh. like, I told him to text me uh-huh. um, on Instagram, and he was like, I just did. I'm like, oh, bird And he sent me a screenshot. And, I get, and he had texted me back in June, and I, like, missed it because he was still blocked. But I'm glad he did. Glad I did miss it for a few reasons. But um, anyways, we were texting and, like, he was, like, engaged, but also not that engaged. And then at one point, just, like, I said something and he just emphasized it and didn't say anything else. And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, do I say something else? Like, you know, oh, is, is this because I, like, put too much last week when I said, like, oh, but it feels like when blah, put blah, up blah. A boundary. When I put up a boundary. And... I went through all of that, but at the same time as I was going through all this, I was like, why can't I apply the same m- mentality, the same practice, the same logic to actually every other aspect of my life, to uh, you do it, in every other aspect that you know? I do. Yeah. yeah. And and funny enough, as I was kind of leaning into that some more, that's when TT3 called me. mm mm-hmm, Mhm. And I remembered like, oh yeah, I mean, the other day I was thinking like, oh, I wonder what, you know, and, and, and I was leading into that because I told you, I was thinking like, okay, don't know what's going on with his, his other little friend. Um, if I hear from him, I hear from him. There was a little part of me that was like, I want to know, like, is he still trying to kick it? But I was mostly just like, I'm going to just let it open up the way it needs to. Same way I'm letting work open up the way it needs to. And lo and behold, he calls me. Yeah. So it's just an interesting, yeah, it's just the last couple of days I've been kind of trying to compare the two and also chanting to just like really feel my life expanding in dating and relationships the same way I feel my life expanding in my family, in myself, in work, in all of the other things that I have. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder what that is, because I think some people, I don't think I know, some people have it in their mind, body, and soul that dating is easy, therefore it is, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, we obviously don't have that, hence this entire podcast. Oh, I Um, didn't catch, I didn't pick up on that, and in case you guys didn't pick up on that, (laughs) this all actually started because we were like, are we the only two people (laughs) who are bad at this? That's literally how it started. Um, but our friendship and the pod, but yeah, I I wonder, I wonder what that is. Is it because we get like mixed signals where people are like, like you got to not want it in order for it to come or like, Like, Hey, I don't want it (laughs) again. And then catching yourself. Oh my God. I haven't wanted it in three seconds. I wonder if it's going to come now. Um, I don't know what it is or is it just like this area of our heart has been like pretty Mm -hmm. scarred by stuff Mm -hmm. in a heavy Mm -hmm. way so it kind of tainted the faith in this area yeah Um, I don't know for me it's a lot of self blame like I'm in control of it like I'm in control of it and I'm to blame for it Mm. Um, yeah I always just think it's because I'm a fucking freak and i just scare people away well, you are but that's what's so attractive about you that i'm a freak yeah like in Thanks. the way of being witchy oh that kind of freaky mm-hmm. freaky deaky yeah i don't know and i can relate to like compartmentalizing faith mm-hmm. and how and then you notice it and you're like wait a second <laughs> like that's a false like wall yeah because i was doing that with i've had a long history of picking um abusive men And I don't even know if picking is the right word because I wasn't conscious of it. It was just Mm -hmm. what I knew. Mm -hmm. And I started building, like, a really beautiful faith in the last couple of years. And then I noticed this summer after Deer Hunter that I really wasn't trusting in God when it came to other people's fucked up lives. Like, I was Mm -hmm. picking people who had really fucked up pasts. And instead of, like, putting how painful it was to watch it or hear it and how much I had to grieve for how sad some of the things were that these broken men went through, instead of handing that over to God, like, I know Mm -hmm. to hand everything else over to, I was like, well, why could I hand it over to him or it or whatever? Like, it already fucked up that person's life anyways. Now I have to do it. my job. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Or it would just be like... Yeah, I couldn't leave them. I mm. couldn't leave them because I would abandon them. And yeah. it's like, but that's yeah. for damn. God. That's their, yeah. And then and for me to realize, like, damn, I have so much faith, like you were saying, in my career, in my path, in my spirituality, in my friendships, in my family. And then this section of like, oh, yeah, so God does all that for me. And then this section, I'm going to go ahead and just right. have the control <laughs> because he doesn't do it. <laughs> Don't he do it? No, he don't actually. And so yeah, like what's that about? And and then I remember being like with my therapist around the deer hunter. He hunted with a bow and arrow, by the way, not a gun. It just, was hot. Just so you know how fine he was. Yeah, it was he's pretty fine. Um he's eccentric, to say the least. <laughs> to say the very the absolute least. least. <laughs> by far the most interesting person yeah. i have chosen so and far, that's not in awesome. the way of like that's not emily's way of saying he has a nice personality yeah <laughs> <laughs> well his personality was good um very interesting uh no this man is extremely dynamic i will say that his past and like and where he comes from and his story it was something i wasn't Used to being close to and being a very sensitive person and letting someone into my body, I was like, you know, registering with myself the pain and the grief of this person's story. And once again, I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked up that I'm grieving over this, and da 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 da, and like just still finding ways to be mean to myself about Mm -hmm. it. And my therapist was like. She was just like, "Um, I mean, I think that grieving and being really sad about this is actually totally normal. Like, I think it's okay that you're kind of destroyed by this. This is fucked up. Mm -hmm. His story is straight up fucked up. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have to remember that, too. Like, I'll put myself down for whatever I can find to put myself down about. Like, Mm -hmm. as if, like, it's wrong to be... Mm -hmm. grieving for somebody like Mm -hmm. and I'll label it like oh that's so codependent or that's so Mm -hmm. it's like no bitch like that's sad yeah that's straight up sad and and I think in the past I didn't want to sit with how sad some of these men's stories were so I would be like let me just figure out any way to save it Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. help this person Mm -hmm. they're not asking for my help Mm -hmm. they're not well sometimes they were but in a different way mm-hmm. and I never gave that shit up to god not never yeah. I couldn't I was like because I I didn't realize too I had hella resentments up about the inequality that these people faced mm-hmm. whether it was their upbringing or whatever it was the pain that this other person felt I was mad at god for that mm. And what didn't process that either. So it was just like, oh yeah, God's present in all these other areas. And then uh, there there is no God. Right, like God, you've done enough. Yeah, Wait you now. stay in that <laughs> corner. Over here in this world, you don't there is no God. Yeah, like... Damn, yeah. I want to like connect these dots that are connecting my head. And I want to say them out loud. So this whole thing about boundaries. We have this whole piece about boundaries. We have this whole piece about not trusting that one this person is going to be okay if we put up boundaries but beyond that this person will somehow or won't but it's not our thing to solve somehow find a way to heal because that's their mission that's their path Mm -hmm. the the whole boundary piece like with me currently with my mom it's hard to put up a boundary and th- feel like she's going to be okay. And a big part of that is forgetting or having a hard time putting faith into her path, mm-hmm. her mission, her healing, and her ability to do so. Her connection with higher, the higher power, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And how that's not mine. Yeah. It's hers. They happen to sometimes coalesce. They happen to sometimes get in each other's way. They happen to like reflect one another often. And that's what relationships do and are. But there is no possible way that I can do it for her or anyone. There's no possible way that they can do it for anyone. And in fact, the more that we put up boundaries or protect ourselves and take care of ourselves, not at the expense of anyone else, but for ourselves, mm-hmm. for our own growth and healing, the more that we're like tuning into our own connection with God and then our also purpose. allowing them to have that for themselves. Yeah. Because if we don't, like we're not helping anyone. No. No. We're definitely not helping ourselves, but we're also not helping them. Yeah. Cause like we're not the only ones that have shit. Everyone has shit. Yeah. And if we aren't finding ways to really lean into faith and like, yeah, work on the things that we need to work on, we're doing them we're not we're doing them a disservice as well. Yeah, because us at our best is aligning with our own power and our own power comes from keeping ourself a safe rested mm-hmm. happy fed all of these things that are very important both and when i say those things not just physical but like mentally and spiritually too fed and mm-hmm. and safe and all of these things and every time we break a boundary to try to protect somebody else by Not protecting ourselves, we're actually like taking from our life force and Mm -hmm. our life force being completely in line with our own life force. That's when we're doing the most service for other people, Mm -hmm. right? And that it kind of reminds me of episode two because when we have solid boundaries and we are coming at something, our 100% self Mm -hmm. and being aligned then the authenticity of what we give to other people, the authenticity of how we open up to somebody else is truly the healing power Mm -hmm. of life, of connection. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, when it comes to you and your mom, one, it's like you already know she has a deep spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So now she's on a new plane of that for her and her own discovery. Right. But you as a daughter living your to your best potential is truly the healthiest thing for her Mm -hmm. to see Mm -hmm. right it's inspiring but also the energy that you give her is going to be more pure right all i keep thinking about is this vision all i keep seeing is like like this beam of light and like the beam of light is like when we're exactly what you're saying at our strongest feeling at most with our power and just it's like so strong so solid so clear so bright and that allows other lights to also we can see other lights more clearly and mm. they can see their lights more clearly mm-hmm. versus when it's a little it's like diffused mm-hmm. and like it's dimmer because it's trying to spread yeah. farther than it can and should Yeah, and so it's like it's it's not bright it's kind of like Sure, it's lighting other areas, but not as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's not as solid. Yeah. And then also, like, we can't see the other lights. They might not be able to see their lights as well, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The reflection is just different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes we forget that pain is a huge part of the process of us being in line with our light, too. Because, like, yeah we want to avoid it ourselves and we want to help other people to avoid it when Mm -hmm. really sometimes our deepest pain is what brings us to our most like what's the right word to like the shiniest beam of light yeah and and we're not god so when we try to like Mm -hmm. keep that pain from somebody else their own their own experience of that pain we are actually like trying to fight against god and it's Mm -hmm. like that doesn't work this is life on life's terms this is Mm -hmm. not oh i i don't like it this way let me see what i can do instead Mm -hmm. of what's happening here excuse me just (laughs) it's good over god um i think i've got this one i've been watching from over here (laughs) from down here and i (laughs) i have a better perspective i know my light is dim but i did bring these reading glasses um (laughs) i brought extra batteries too yeah (laughs) i know this is a chargeable but um um yeah, my therapist was. She said, "What'd she say? A richer quality of experience, or something." The way she said it, because I was talking about how, like, sometimes it's just so scary to like feel things, mm-hmm. um, and and I was like talking about talking with my mom, and obviously, like when when it's time and when I feel ready and stuff, because I've just been feeling so raw this week. But um, yeah, like she's like, well when you do walk through the feelings, how do you feel? What do you have to hold you and feel safe? Like you're not just going to like because for me it feels like when I'm like approaching big feelings, I'm like oh god, oh god I'm not going to be able to like, I'm so scared I'm not going to be able to get past it. Yeah. Or it's just going to like take me out or something. And then she like asked me, well what yeah, what do you have? What do you know to be true that does allow you to get to the other side? And I was like Thinking about after the big cry that I had driving back, I had this mango and I had to pee, (laughs) which I know those two things don't sound related, but I had to pee and I didn't want to go into a gas station. So I just like stopped on the side of this road. It had been raining, pouring rain for like two, three days. And it was just like I was just surrounded by trees on one of those little like pull off areas Mm -hmm. and I peed. And I was about to leave, but then I also was like, I'm trying to eat this mango. So I just like sat on the side of my car and like looked at the wide open expanse of land and trees and nature and just like smelled I sat away from the pea, just so it wasn't just smelling pee you guys <laughs> come on I could just smell earth and the rain and was just eating this like perfectly ripe mango and just felt everything felt so clear and open and mm. just like freeing and that yeah that's the beauty of walking through the feelings and getting to the other side of it is a richer quality of experience getting to the deeper part of ourselves and being like damn i fucking did it and this is fucking gorgeous what i'm seeing right now and i'm i have myself yeah And like you processed emotion that had movement, like by the crying, it's like after you experience anger and you truly feel it and do something about it too. It's like you're, you're actually with these strong emotions, you're clearing space Mm -hmm. for the new. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you had a fresh feeling after that of like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's this opening to like, life in the moment, because there is something very in the moment about crying and anger too you're like one-on-one with the emotion instead of like Mm. tiptoeing around it and stuff Mm -hmm. and then yeah then you are present and it's clearer right yeah and it feels like magic but then every time there's something new it's still scary again so scary i don't know what i'm so scared of but just never getting to come back (laughs) just like crying and and it just for me, yeah, it's just like, this is going to be painful. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not pain, it's just intense. Yeah. Yeah, when it's intense, it's like, oh God, is it just going to feel intense like this forever? Mm-hmm. Never is. No. I'm just starting to understand that. Mm-hmm. I even did that with good feelings. Like, it'd be good. I'm like, great. Now it will be good for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm so happy I got here. <laughs> And then the following day, depressed is about, great, so I got I stuck this sick. way. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck this way now, so the next, <laughs> until I'm 99, I'll be this depressed. It's like, nope. Mm. Yeah, the ultimate, the feeling of absolute. Yeah. And, like, whatever feeling you're having, then you're like, this is truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, that, oh, this is truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know. I think I'm going to start dating again. But it makes me wonder. I mean, I did never stopped dating, but I needed a couple weeks to just unwind. Um, Which I feel unwind. like is, I would imagine, is part of dating. Yeah, I'm just hope going, so. going, 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 bro. You need to something's up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You need to have a talk with God. <sighs> hmm. Well, I think that whatever so sometimes like when i texted arlington i'm like oh am i like backtracking but i think whatever choices we make don't take us off of our path good call yeah so you being on the apps is not the, the determination of-, of okay your work and things moving forward okay yeah gotcha yeah, me being on the apps or not being on the apps. Right. Also, either, either one being on the apps, is it not, will be fine. Yeah, you're not gonna not find someone because you. you, you great, I didn't go off the apps. Yeah. yeah. Great. I did go off the apps. <laughs> yeah. No, it's totally great. I only go on the apps <laughs> two times a week. This is why I'm still. This is why I'm failing at this. Great, I go on every day, five day, five times a day still can't nothing line. it must have been because i went on can't win for losing yeah can't lose for winning i just to just to wrap up where i'm at i'm not putting a lot of weight on dating i realized that um because of where i'm at in my life like i wanna essentially i want to date because i want attention and i want someone to buy me food i don't really want to like meet a partner where <laughs> these are my <laughs> asks <laughs> um i'm down to kicking with tt3 casually and yeah just have fun because we already love each other and have fun as friends and are attracted but beyond that i really want to be in if i met someone right now who was like holy shit you are amazing i don't think i could i don't think i would handle it i don't think i could handle it just because it's like where i am like i'm not like i'm proud of who i am of course but i'm also i'm not like proud of i mean not that i'm not proud but like I would like to be in a place where i I feel like I'm fully representing it's mostly with work. Like I wanna I want to be employed mm-hmm. when I meet someone. I wanna feel established in my life. I don't wanna feel like, oh sweet, they're taking me out to dinner <laughs> like oh yeah. Oh, let me go to this new restaurant. You know what I mean? Like I want I wanna feel like I can have these things with or without this person. Yeah. And we're same same in that way. I want to feel, I want, I want to, the kinds of people I attract to also be self-sufficient and financially stable. And I can't ask that if I'm not that or not even not that, but like hell not that, like that doesn't feel fair or right. And yeah, I'm just like very much, as you know, trying to work, finding work feels like dating for me. That's true. Like just trying to figure out what's the right fit. Yeah, and like whenever I get a I'm like, oh, is it? Is it them? Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. So she's in the dating game. It's just for a career. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If y'all know anyone that's single. oh, oh. Double on tundra Um Yeah, that makes sense. I think, I mean, my number one... No, I think I am getting closer to, like, wanting to build with somebody cool. But I really want to totally take my time before I have sex again. Mm -hmm. Completely. And thank you, JFK, that it all went down perfectly. Mm -hmm. But I learned, again, that I just want to take it slow. Because I think I might be pickier than I think. And I think that that's totally fine. And I think that I'm allowed to be picky and I think that there's still going to be a lot of options. And then the other thing I'm working on is my health. But I want to remember that like, I don't have to be perfect in order to meet my partner. I can find a partner who inspires me to grow on my own just by them being them. And me feeling really comfortable even when we're apart. That's actually one of my biggest mm. things I'm looking for is when we're not together, I feel really good too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those are my my things. Health is my number one in some ways, but I'm like, maybe I'll never reach it. So I don't know. Mm. But, yeah. it can still be your number one. Though. Yeah. But love is really close to that. Mm. And then same with career. But I think, yeah, I think my career self-esteem might be a little bit better if I didn't get so sick all the time. Because mm-hmm. I literally was doing a really good job kicking ass and was pulling 12-hour days, like, six days a week with all that shit. And then it all came a crash and then I got sick for over a month. Well, I've been sick for, like, 360 days straight. straight but then I had a really rough month. And I had to put everything on hold. And now this is my fifth day feeling healthy, which is so cool. Yay. Mm-hmm. I just had one hiccup. Was that yesterday? Yeah. That was hell, but I'm back. I'm back. Maybe yesterday. Yep. Probably. Oh, day before yesterday. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yay. Well, Simone needs to eat Wingstop. Yeah, don't say it like that. Dang. Hey. I do. I don't know. Yeah. I do need to eat Wingstop. Yeah. And, um, that's a wrap. Have fun, guys.